0: Hello, I'm Colin Green and you are listening to Spike Pit So Mr Connolly, has been making me feel bad It's been making me feel guilty folks So I've gone back into the archives And I've dug out a a cringingly old cut from the past Episode 9, 23rd of June, can you believe it, 2018 I was 44 then 44 can't believe it anyway hope you enjoy it folks if you've heard it skip it if you haven't heard it um, (laughs) have a listen there's some great old buddies of the podcast calling in and yeah uh, I can't believe I'm getting a little bit of nostalgia for my own show and it's only four years ago crazy crazy stuff Hello, I'm Colin Green, and
1: you are listening to Spike Pit. Hey, Colin, this is Larry with Follow Me and Die. I'm getting caught up on your podcast here, episode five: less consumption and more creativity. That's kind of been something I've trying to do lately. Uh, I keep promising myself to quit back in Kickstarters and so forth, and just focus on stuff. That doesn't seem to work. Uh, As far as where does creativity come from, I'm not sure where it comes from other than anything I've ever seen or done in my life somehow filters in. Uh, But the creativity can be fleeting uh, and just disappear. And how do I deal with a block? Well, just power through. That's the only way I know to do. Um, Sometimes you just have to walk away from it. And the last minute, it'll pop into your head. And I'm out of time, so I'll talk more about some other thoughts. So that was uh, Larry Hamilton from
0: Follow Me and Die podcast. Um, Thanks for calling in. He's got back on the subject of creativity, and I'm I'm keen to hear from more folks um, because I'm fascinated on how how people are working with their with their hobby um sources of inspiration in particular and managing the sort of downturns in inspiration and creativity and and getting this balance between consumption and creativity i think um we can get carried away with consuming and consuming and put our creativity on the back burner and so all the things that we're we're amassing this vast amount of stuff And we're not getting getting to use it or make the most of it Well, I'm certainly guilty of that And I, I've talked about the number of game systems I, I buy I, I called into uh, Random Screed with, with Jason And um, yeah, I can almost get a bit of anxiety about the amount of stuff that I've got And it's just sitting there kind of looming up So um, yeah, any call-ins about that would would be great And um, that leads me on to another call in.
1: Hey, Colin, it's Matt from Matt Random. Hey, just want to say I'm glad you're feeling a little better. Sounds uh, like you guys are really in the middle of a drought. I thought it rained in England all the time. Two months without rain? That's crazy. Maybe it's that nasty global climate change thing. Anyway, glad you're feeling better. You're exactly right about Hobbs, except he's a little bit of a dork. But, uh, well, yeah, man, keep on keeping on. Get some rest. Get out there and take care of that garden, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Take care. Thanks, Matt.
0: Matt Random, that was a call in in response to either my last episode or the one before that. I can't recall now. But, yeah, I was doing my nut about the weather, and um, I don't I find Anchor's quite good for getting a few things off the chest, um, and as random screed was what got me into this, I like to pay a little homage to Jason and his, um, his idea to just kind of lay it all out there, so I try and keep keep true to that spirit, um, and talk about things uh, I want to talk about at the time, and often, this makes me, it makes me feel a little bit better when something's uh, getting on my nerves. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on that too much. Uh, thanks for calling in, Matt. Uh, a little bit of uh, moral support
1: there never never goes amiss. Hey, Colin, this is Larry with Follow Me and Die. Um, on your episode 6, uh, you mentioned your uh, NPC cards and the Maze Rats. I like those tables from Maze Rats. That's what's great about the OSR. You can take a little bit and piece from everything and make it your own. Um, I found you on G+, and I really like those NPC cards. You said you've been mapping. Uh, my last message, I was asking you to pull some of your art. Share some of your maps. Put it up on your G+, page. That'd be cool.
0: So that was a bit more feedback from Larry. He's called in about um, some posting I've been doing on G+. i put some... Um, NPC record cards that I that I put on three by five note card index cards, just to keep track of um, a little a little bit of continuity. I've I've got keywords that I've taken off of Maze Rats random tables, thrown them together in a sort of doodly mind map kind of fashion, and um, I just use them as uh, a file for NPCs. So I gather them together. They they grow. They can change. I can scrub bits out on them and amend them as necessary. And um, yeah, I just enjoy the process of making them. And um, yeah, they're pretty effective. So I thought I'd throw them up on G Plus, and uh, they've got a few comments, and I've, I've had some constructive feedback. And uh, yeah, glad I did that. Also, uh, never let it be said that I didn't listen to the the uh, the masses, as it were. Or oh, well, Larry, anyway. Um, He asked about sharing some maps, so that's something else I threw out on G+. I've been talking the talk about getting my pens out and one thing and another. And I've just been going over some old maps, cleaning them up, simplifying them, kind of putting them into my own um, sort of style, as it were. Not not that there's anything special, it's just... I kind of... I don't so much like the old grid that you get with the TSR modules, and... I'm um, I'm warming up to do a bit more of my own thing and I thought oh, I'd like to revisit some of the old classics so I've been throwing up some map work that I've done and uh, yeah, that's gone down pretty well some interesting comments and um, yeah, ho- I hope you like that uh, Larry uh, I've done as requested and I'll, I'll keep on doing that so that was a good little shove in the right direction It also brings me on uh, rather nicely to the um, subject in hand that I wanted to talk about. Um, You mentioned OSR games and the way you can, the the strength of OSR games. uh, Typically, you can pick and choose elements of the rules, drop them in here, take them out there. And uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about one aspect of that, which is InfraVision. Okay, so... InfraVision, I've uh, had a look at BX, I've gone back to hit the books and InfraVision is a heat sensing sight which allows a character to see 60 feet in the dark that's that, okay so that's pretty OSR, now if we contrast that to 5E we've got Dark Vision as it is now called Accustomed to life underground, you have superior vision in dark and dim conditions You can see in dim light within 60 feet of you as if it were bright light And in darkness as if it were dim light You can't discern colour in darkness, only shades of grey Okay, so, there we go Dark vision, infravision, call it what you will OSR, infravision, we'll go with that, okay now I've got a problem. Um in total darkness this for me is too is too powerful. Now at the risk of being ostracized and cast out of the OSR community uh me my head hung in shame um yeah I, I don't know what else to say it just causes Causes me grief um, You get a party Some of them's got infravision. Some of them not You've constantly got to remember Who has, who hasn't You're giving descriptions um, You've got to remember uh, Firstly whether in the scenario Whether your rooms or your encounter Involves some form of light Then whether the party's carrying light sources If they're not Perish the thought um, They're trying to stumble around in the darkness Hanging on to their pet dwarf or whatever Um, You've then got to deal with the um, Infravision people And then You've got to change all your sort of Picture in your head And and turn it into either some sort of Blurry night sight Kind of uh, uh, Description um, Or um, Just shades of grey Description Well I've about had enough of this and um, I'd like to know what other people's thoughts are. Uh, If I ran a... If I ran a campaign where I just kind of did away with player characters having demi-humans and InfraVision, well, there's going to be a backlash. Um, Not that I'm that fussed, but it seems a little draconian. The other thing... I could do is sort of nerf it a little bit, so let's say the infovision works in low light conditions, but in total darkness uh it it just ceases to function, and for me i've got less less trouble with that, so um yeah, if anybody who's listening wants to uh contribute their thoughts on this subject, it would be most appreciated. Uh, so please call in with your ideas, um, and let me know what you think. Ah, yep, yeah, I almost forgot. Um, another couple of problems. What happens when you've got infravision and you're suddenly presented with uh, an increase in light? So, what happens there? Do you, do you get sort of semi-blinded momentarily? How does this all work? I mean, if you're out in the woods at night and you don't use a torch uh, You might use, say, like infrared or something like that um, A red filter and a light to keep your night vision I think it takes roughly about a half hour for your eyes to adjust properly um, If you keep one eye closed or covered When someone's using an un- unprotected light source you can you can retain your night vision, but if your eyes are open, and someone flashes a head torch in your face or something, you can't. You, that's that's kaput. I mean, it's 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 like dazzling, and uh, for for a little while afterwards, you can't see a thing. So why is there none of that going on with it? Um, so that's not cool. I'm not cool with that at all. And the other thing, of course, is darkness uh, is a kind of um, primordial fear. So uh, that's my understanding of it. As kids, you know, a lot of kids, and even getting into adulthood, people are frightened of the dark. If you, um, if you're stuck hundreds of feet underground and you run out of light, uh, um, good luck to you, because that's that's going to be bad news. You know, if you have got improvision, ah, we ain't worried about that. Well, ah, we just we just walk out of here. And, and the other thing, heat sensing. Mm, you know how accurate is that you know if, if if a guy jumps into a pool of cold water can you not see him anymore once his temperature gets gets down to the, the temperature of the water so you know there's a, a whole pile of questions there I might be looking into it too much but um, yeah what does everyone else think so there you go I think that's a nice place for me to finish up uh thanks for everybody who called in. Um like I say when I back in episode one when I when I set up this spike pit idea, you know, I really rely on call ins. I want to get the conversation going. And that's the interest in it all for me. I'm not I don't really want to listen to my own voice droning on. I kinda of wanna hear what everybody else has got to say. And that's the beauty of anchor for me. So um yeah. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Take it easy, look after yourselves, and I'll catch you later. And that, as they say, is a wrap. Big thanks goes out to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to Old Spike Pit. Take care, and I'll catch you later.